Thanks for listening to the Revival Today podcast with evangelist Jonathan Shuttlesworth. To stay connected, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, or online at revivaltoday.com. Now, here's evangelist Jonathan. Well, what a nice crowd we have today. Jonathan Shuttlesworth uh, with a very angry sounding title. Some things I'd like to get off my chest about fasting and prayer. Glad to have you on YouTube. Man, what a great crowd. And on the app, Kim, Nancy, Timothy. Great, great uh, getting to know you this year. Alex from North Carolina out to Modesto, California. Michael, I know you. Met you this year. Bloemfontein, South Africa. Sarah in California. Met you about a year ago last week, I think. Great job serving the Lord all year. Kelly in Tacoma, Washington. And then all the people we've met this year as, as we wind things down. Pastor Allen, good to see you. Ryan in North Carolina, would love to see where everybody's from. All right, some things to get, I'd like to get off my chest about fasting and prayer. This is uh, Luke chapter 5, verse 33. So we're fasting um, as we do every year, beginning January 2nd through the 22nd. We would like you to be a part of that. We're believing for 1,000 people to sign up to commit to doing 21 days of prayer and fasting. And we are at 1,443. So now I'm believing for 2,000. And um, I wanted to take, Louisville gets cold, Kevin. Pittsburgh also cold. But Louisville's like a different kind of cold for some reason, even though you're further south. More people from Kentucky. Lots of people piling in. So uh, I wanted to teach on this because it's, it, this is the first time I've timed this right. Last year at this time, the studio was closed. Hey, Mackenzie, great job all year in evangelism. Canary Island, wow. Laredo, Texas, love you. Love that place. Lynn, Massachusetts, boy. Nice having everybody on. Um, Seminole, Texas. Kathy, nice to see you. I know where that's at. It's a little late to start teaching on fasting and prayer once the fast has already started. So I didn't have a studio to do this last year. Hey, Evangelist DJ, great job all year. Um, but I have one now, and even though it's getting close to Christmas, I can tell people are interested in it. People want to fast because there's something in your spirit that knows you should because, as we're going to see, it's commanded in the Word of God. But they don't know how to fast. So, uh, hey, Nico, speaking of cold places, Montana. So I'm going to go through the basics this week. But I just wanted to take the first day and get some things off my chest from somebody who started fasting when I was uh, 19 in Bible school, 18. So what, what now? 20, 24 years? Yeah. Hard to believe. Just some things. I don't understand why people discourage people from fasting. In the fattest nation on earth, the United States, where half the people that are in the hospital would not need to be in the hospital if they changed their diet. And anytime somebody sets out to fast food, you have not unsaved people, not heathens, you have ministers and not, not um, nominal ministers or ministers from backslidden denominations that don't believe in the inerrancy of scripture. and You have full gospel ministers 
discourage people from fasting and praying. I don't understand it. So I want to get some things off my chest. Let's start in uh, Luke chapter 5. One sip of coffee. Verse 33. One day, some people said to Jesus, John the Baptist's disciples fast and pray regularly. And so do the disciples of the Pharisees. Why are your, why are your disciples always feasting? Or this translation says, why are your disciples always eating and drinking? Jesus responded, do wedding guests fast while celebrating the, with the groom? Of course not. But someday the groom will be taken away from them, and then they will fast. So he was saying, Peter and James and John and my disciples are not fasting with me because the wedding guests, the groomsmen don't mourn while the groom's with them. It would be inappropriate at a wedding to just say, no, nah, I'm not eating today, sorry, when you're in the wedding party. But the day will come where he's taken from them, and then they will fast. Jesus was saying, I'm with them now, so they don't fast. But one day, I will be taken from them. And in that day, they will fast. Not they might fast, not they'll be allowed to fast. I want you to write that down. They will fast. People say they want to register for fasting and prayer. If you've not registered and you want to be a part of this, uh, they're going to pop it up, rtcregister.com, Revival Today Church, rtcregister.com. Turn to Matthew 6. Matthew 6, 5, the three wins. When you pray, not if you pray. When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on street corners and in the synagogues where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth, that's all the reward they'll ever get. But when you pray, shut the door behind you and pray to your father in private. Then your father who sees everything will reward you. When you pray, don't babble on and on like the Gentiles do. They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. Don't be like them. For your Father knows exactly what you need even before you ask Him. Pray like this. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is here in heaven, as it is in heaven. Give us today the food we need. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. If you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you your sins. And when you fast, not if you fast, Jesus said, when you fast, write that down, when you fast, not if you fast. Jesus didn't say, now, for those of you that decide, those of you that don't really have that much faith, and don't have a good understanding of the word and still think you're, you have to fast. When you fast, don't make it obvious as the hypocrites do, for they try to look miserable and disheveled so people will admire them for their fasting. I tell you the truth, that's the only reward they'll ever get. But when you fast, there it is again, when you fast, comb your hair, wash your face, then no one will notice that you're fasting except your father who knows what you do in private. And your father who sees everything 
will reward you. So the three wins of Matthew 6 are when you pray, when you fast, and then he's going to give instructions later when you give. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about fasting and prayer. When you fast. Now turn to Acts chapter 13. Acts 13, verse 1. Among the prophets and teachers of the church at Antioch of Syria were Barnabas, Simeon, called the black man, what a creative nickname, Lucius from Cyrene, Manaean, the childhood companion of King Herod Antipas, and Saul. One day as these men were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, appoint Barnabas and Saul for the special work to which I've called them. So after more fasting and prayer, write those two, three words down, fasting and prayer. So after more fasting and prayer, the men laid their hands on them and sent them on their way. You know what? I'm going to take your questions on fasting and prayer in a little bit. So they'll put the number up soon, but not now. Some things I'd like to get off my chest about fasting and prayer. I have, maybe other than prosperity, but maybe not. I don't know that I've taken any more heat for anything, and I, as I mean heat negatively, from, uh, in the ministry than for taking a stand for fasting and prayer. It is amazing. I've never had any unsafe people, if they found that I was fasting, express anything but interest in it. But then when, when, and I guess I haven't really had Christians give me a hard time, just ministers. And especially charismatic and faith ministers. And by the way, I consider myself a faith preacher. I don't know what you have to do to be an official faith preacher, but I, I'm a faith preacher. Lisa said, I'd like to know if you just ignore all the heat, I'm taking a massive amount for standing on healing. Yeah, you just ignore it. You know, you know what you're doing is right, and you do the right thing. So I would start, especially when I was younger. Not that I don't now. In fact, I shouldn't say especially when I was younger. I, I fasted, uh, in 2020, I did three, 320, 140 and 221 day fast. By the way, I've only done 140, probably will never do another one but I did want to do one to consecrate my second half of my life to the Lord. Uh, I overlapped it on my 40th birthday. Um, turn to Mark chapter nine. Mark nine fourteen. When they returned to the other disciples, they saw a large crowd surrounding them, and some teachers of religious law were arguing with them. When the crowd saw Jesus, they were overwhelmed with awe, and they ran to greet him. What's all this arguing about, Jesus asked. One of the men in the crowd spoke up and said, Teacher, I brought my son so you could heal him. He's possessed by an evil spirit that won't let him talk. And whenever the spirit seizes him, it throws him violently to the ground. Then he foams at the mouth and grinds his teeth and becomes rigid. So I asked your disciples to cast out the evil spirit, 
but they could not do it. By the way, let me just address this because I figured it would come up sooner or later. Somebody commented, do your fasting in secret. It's like your giving being done in secret or your praying being done in secret. The Bible tells you not to pray like a hypocrite, but then you do see in Acts chapter 4, they're in a, they're in a full building, full church, public prayer meeting. So I'm not going out of here telling everybody I'm fasting and praying, but you can lead fasting and prayer as a, as a Christian leader, or as a pastor. That's right. Agnes said, telling others how much you fasted sometimes encourages others to do the same. That's right. So I'm not, this is not meant, I'm not going to leave here and go out to the gas station and let everybody know how much I fast and, and, and look disheveled the rest of the day. I'm not fasting right now anyway, but I am teaching on this subject and there are things that you can do corporately. I asked your disciples to cast out the evil spirit, but they could not do it. So there is, and I'm not getting into this today, but there is, fasting and prayer deals with authority. Yeah, this, this, this uh, top comment guy that's on YouTube. So then telling people how much you give teaches others to give more. David did it. David in 1 Chronicles 29 told everybody what he gave. And then said, who will follow my example? So yes, setting an example encourages people to do the same. Difficult concept, but I'm sure if you meditate on it, you'll get it. Fasting and prayer does deal. It, there's a spiritual power and weight that's gained in fasting and prayer that can't be gained any other way. I asked your disciples to cast out the evil spirit, but they could not do it. Jesus said to them, you faithless people, how long must I be with you? How long must I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. So they brought the boy. But when the evil spirit saw Jesus, it threw the child into a violent convulsion, and he fell to the ground, writhing and foaming at the mouth. How long has this been happening? Jesus asked the boy's father, since he was a little boy. The spirit often throws him into the fire, into water, trying to kill him. Have mercy on us and help us if you can. What do you mean if I can? Jesus asked. All things are possible to him who believes. Let me write a couple of things down. The father instantly cried out, I do believe, but help me to overcome my unbelief. When Jesus saw the crowd of onlookers was growing, he rebuked the evil spirit. Listen, you spirit that makes this boy unable to hear and speak. I command you to come out of this child and never enter him again. Then the spirit screamed and threw the boy into another violent convulsion and then left him. The boy appeared to be dead. A murmur ran through the crowd as people said he's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and helped him to his feet, and he stood up. Afterward, when Jesus was alone in the house with the disciples, they asked him, why couldn't we cast out the evil spirit? Jesus replied, this kind cometh not out, but by prayer and fasting. Let's see if Dake has a note on it. Mark chapter 9, 29. Let's see if there's a note on that. This kind cometh not out but by prayer and fasting.
Nice to have everybody on today. Just, just talks about demons. All right. Let's, let's, uh, let me get some things off my chest about fasting and prayer. When we call 21 days of prayer and fasting, it is important to note that the entire body of Christ is on a 21-day fast to start the year. That's not something I do. Think of it like this. If you decide to go on the 21-day fast, you're not doing something the rest of the church is not doing. If you decide not to do the 21-day fast, you are making a decision to jump ship with what the rest of the body of Christ is doing during that time. The redeemed Christian church of God, the, maybe the largest denomination on planet Earth, 21-day fast to start the year. 19,000 churches in 190 plus na nations. Uh, somebody's on that doesn't like me. Would Jonathan be willing to tell us the percentage of his income that he gives as an encouragement to give more? We'll be just under 20% that we give from the ministry. And then personally, I'll have to wait till I do my taxes, but it'll be probably the same or just uh, under 20%. So. Yeah, probably 16 or 17%. Maybe more. I don't know. I got to look. Well, no, I don't know why this, uh, this anonymous person's got a problem with me. Um, yeah, just, and then from the, from the ministry, we'll have given about $2.5 million away this year, which is what we took in three years ago. The entire, I want you to write this down. The entire body of Christ will be on a fast to start the year. Redeemed Christian Church of God, Bishop David Oyadepo, which is the largest church on planet Earth. David Young Icho his, his, is in heaven now. His church is a fasting church. It grew to be the largest church in the world in his prime because uh, it was a fasting and praying church. Somebody said, I'd like to know what you have to drink on your fast. If you can stay with me on what I'm dealing with and not ask questions that I'm not covering, you'll learn more. I'm going to cover everything. We're doing this for Tuesday, uh, the whole week. I'm going to get into the specifics, what to drink, but listen to what I'm teaching on at the time. Instead of going like, can, can people with that, what do people do if you have diabetes? Just stay with me. That's right. So somebody said uh, people need longer attention spans. Many people have the attention span of a goldfish. The entire body of Christ will be on a fast. Important to note. 
We're not doing our own thing. I didn't make up fasting and prayer. Number one, it's in the Bible. Number two, the, not the, the most powerful ministries on earth, results-wise, amount of people saved, amount of people gathered in church, are fasting and praying ministries. We're not doing our own thing. Our group, if you're a friend and partner of Revival Today, if you're a member of Revival Today Church or you attend, we are joining what the entire body of Christ does, which is start their year in fasting and prayer. So to not fast is to ignore, and you know, it's one, and again, this is some things I like to get off my chest about fasting and prayer, so let's start. Knowing that everyone's fasting and praying in January, if you decide not to, number one, that's your choice. Number two, but to like Instagram pictures of food while in January, and just kind of like proudly be eating. You're an interesting person. Just to like thumb your nose at the consecration of the body of Christ, which people do. Every year you have people mock this. They'll put pictures of their meals up. I know everyone thinks they have to fast, but thankfully I'm eating. I mean, I've seen preachers do this. But I'm eating today knowing that everything I need's already been provided uh, in the Word. Okay. If you read the Word, the Word, <laughs> you know, people say that. Well, people are fasting and praying. Thank God I have the Word. Yes, if you read the Word, it talks to you about fasting. There are actions that the Word tells you to take. John Witt, who I met in Canada. I did the full 21-day fasting and prayer last year. And it was the best year of my life. I will never not do this fast to consecrate the year to the Lord. And there's a lot of people that can, uh, that can jump on with that. One, one, one uh, I've heard a guy say, anything people try to get by fasting, I can get by faith. So Jesus had like low faith or a low understanding of what he could, he could produce by his faith. Well, then what's the argument? Well, the, Jesus did that because he hadn't died yet. So you can't really take Jesus as, as an example because um, him and his disciples weren't redeemed yet. Okay, well, I read you in the book of Acts that they were fasting and worshiping the Lord. The Holy Ghost honored them. A calling, a divine choosing came on Saul's life. And the Bible says even after that divine choosing came on Saul's life, after more fasting and prayer, they then sent them out. The early church, now that's post-resurrection. The early church was a fasting church. True or false? Acts 13. The early church was a fasting church. Do the groomsmen fast while they're with the bridegroom? No, but the day will come where he'll be taken from them and then they will fast. 
They will fast. And again, we have new people jumping on all the time. I want you to write that down. They will fast. By the way, we're not fasting yet. January 2nd through the 22nd to start the year. Eat up. It's Christmas. Enjoy it. I'm not fasting. But in January, I will be. Ridicule is a good word, Rhonda. That's what people do. They ridicule people who fast. And I don't understand it. Anything you can get by fasting, I can get to by my faith. I disagree with you. Fast faith has expression. To, to make that statement would be the same as saying, anything you try to get by giving, I can get by my faith. Anything you, you try to get by praying, I can get by my faith. Anything you try to get from church attendance, I can get by my faith. If you use that same logic that you don't have to fast because these things are already given to you in the word anyway, so why fast? Okay, why attend church? Why attend church? Why tithe? Why give offering? Which, of course, is if you go down that track... That's why a lot of so-called faith preachers are starting to tell you church attendance isn't important, tithing's not important, offerings aren't important. How many know we're in Christ? He's given us everything. You don't have to do any of those things. You can, but you don't have to. And praise God, because of my understanding on, of grace, I realize I don't have to fast. I don't have to pray. I already have all power that's been given unto me. Yes, but as Bishop Oyedepo did for his, his Shiloh conference this year, the title was Covenant Highways. Why block my comments? Um, because you're a prick. That's why we blocked you. Kathy said, I never even heard about 21 days of fasting until December 2020 when you were in Hobbs, New Mexico. Then I did my first fast for the whole 21 days without cheating, and God has taken my life to the next level. That's right. Juan said, faith without works is dead. Faith has physical expression. When they lowered the crippled man through the roof, the Bible says, Jesus, seeing their faith, Then Jesus, seeing their faith. I want you to write that down. Faith has expression. Another person said, never have I fasted and not seen a large change in my life. And you never will. It, it, it is not, a, it's not, a, and again, I'm going to have you take notes. Write down, faith is not religious punishment. It's for a reason. And we'll get into the reasons. Not today, but we will. Faith has expression. 
Going to church is an expression of my faith. Praying is an expression of my faith. Fasting is an expression of my faith. Tithing, I'm not tithing because I don't understand faith. Tithing is an expression of my faith. Sowing seed is an expression of my faith. I'm just going to tell you right now, preachers that are against fasting, if you sat one of them here right now and we debated, they, I would mop the floor with them. And I, I know that's a very arrogant thing to say. They don't have Bible to stand on. They have a bunch of like, uh, wish I knew more words. What do they call it when you don't have evidence, but you just tell a story and use the story to like, uh, not hyperbole, but. Well, I know people that fast, that have, their ministries never, yeah, I, I know people that pray that never did anything. I know people that go to church. I know people that tithe that are broke. I don't know what their issue is. I know what the Bible says, and I know if you do it right, it works. Conjecture. It, a, anecdotes. Yeah, anecdotal. Thanks, guys. Faith, if you haven't written it, please write. Faith has expression. Faith has physical expression. Yes, you can, you can do things that are in the Bible out of legalism and, and, and religiosity. But you can also do those same things in faith. Yes, there could be people that fast and pray just because, you know, it's like a, a, they're punishing themselves or they, their church does it. Just like there's people that go to church out of habit. But you can go to church out of faith, expecting to receive from God because you know the blessing of being in God's house. So just because people do it wrong doesn't mean you shouldn't do it right and teach on doing it right. Man, broke 400 on YouTube. See, people, people are hungry. I don't understand the fasting's not necessary. I, I would, like when I was in my early 20s, I'd be preaching for somebody. They'd say, do you want to go out to eat? I'd say, sure, and I'd just order an orange juice. I wouldn't make a big deal of it. I wouldn't say anything about fasting. Then after day two, when they saw me order an orange juice again, oh, are you feeling okay? I'm feeling fine. Oh, are you fasting? Yeah. You know, you got to be careful with that. I know a guy that fasted. Yeah, my, I know those guys too. My dad had somebody he went to Bible school with that fasted 60-some days and then broke it with a sandwich and died. That's why I'm teaching on it. And someone asked my, my Uncle Ted, if somebody wanted to do something good for the Lord like that, why... Why would that guy die? And my Uncle Ted answered, because he's stupid, which is a great answer. So there's always stupid people that pray for the sick and mess it up for other people, slap somebody in the head, push, throw someone to the ground, trying to get them to, you know, there's always idiots. You don't, why focus on one idiot Exactly, and Isaac said, that's right, that's anecdotal. And that's everybody that wants to teach against fasting and prayer, all they have is, is anecdotes. They don't have Bible, 
Because the Bible teaches fasting and prayer. Jonathan said, I'm not sure if I could fast longer than a day without getting dizzy and weak. Fortunately, for you, we're doing 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. for 21 days. Again, if you could stay with me and focus on what I'm teaching on. But you don't have to do 21 days straight. I am. You don't have to. I'm in the ministry. Oh, watching from New Zealand. That's awesome. Sarah from California said, hey, I drank myself to death. I'll take my chances with fasting. People need to stop making excuses. It's, you know, that is interesting that you brought that up because people have the worst dietary habits known to man, and then when they go to fast, maybe I'll get into the medical benefits of fasting tomorrow. You know, it's funny how your family, your Christian family will watch you eat Burger King and Wendy's, which is just awful food. And I used to hate people like me that talk like this, but it's true. Nobody loves fast food more than me. You know, your family wants you drink, like Sarah said, drink yourself to death, eat garbage food, be 80 pounds overweight, carry a ton of stomach fat, which anyone, will te- which anyone tells you now, stomach fat is a different kind of fat that basically is an incubator for, for cancer and all kinds of diseases. So, especially in America, your family will watch you be obese. What are we at for obesity now? 40% in the country? Nobody will say, I'm worried about you, I'm concerned about you. Then you start fasting, which we'll deal with tomorrow, that has great medical benefits. I'm very concerned that you're fasting. Is it safe for you not to eat from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m.? Here's a question. Is it safe to eat what you're eating? This, flip it back on them. Is it safe to eat what you eat from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m.? Me not eating from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Is, is guaranteed healthier than what you eat from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Same time, Kelly, 10.30 a.m. every morning. Heading up towards 500. Somebody said, isn't fasting a form of being, and I'm going to take questions from you on the phone soon. Isn't fasting a form of being, of setting yourself apart? Yes, it is. It's holy. It's ordained by God. It's not something I came up with outside of the Bible. I didn't say, now listen, to start January, all of us are going to wear white for 21 days and no one's going to change clothes. We all wear white, no changing clothes. I would have made that up. That's not in the Bible. So if people want to say, this guy's nuts, you don't have to wear white, they'd be right. But if people want to say, this guy's nuts, there's no such thing as fast. Fasting is not necessary for the New Testament believer. I would like to pin a minister down on that that speaks against fasting and prayer. So you want to take the position that fasting is not a New Testament post-resurrection practice. That that's not biblical. Because you're wrong. I just read it to you. 
me find you another scripture. So we see Paul fasting, right? In Acts 13. Look up 2 Corinthians 11.27. In weariness and painfulness, in watchings often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often. Write that down. That's what the Apostle Paul's saying his life was like. In fasting often. In fastings often. My church does 21 days of fasting and prayer in January, and it's the biggest church in Tucson. Really, in Arizona, that's, that's pretty great. As you can see, I'm a fan. Second Corinthians eleven twenty seven, In fastings, Paul talking about his life. I was in fastings often. And we see him doing it. And you can't say, well, that was because he was shipwrecked and a prisoner. No, because he, he wasn't shipwrecked and a prisoner in Acts chapter 13. He hadn't even really entered into his apostleship yet. He, he was among the company of prophets and teachers. Melissa from Virginia said, talk about the benefits of fasting, Brother Jonathan. Everyone should hear about the benefits of fasting. God ordains fasting, but now the medical community is acknowledging the many benefits of fasting. That's true. So all the Christians, I don't think that's healthy. Meanwhile, now people in the world are fasting because they've acknowledged that it's good for your body. And I'm going to get into that tomorrow. It's, one of, it's the only thing you can do to naturally regenerate T-cells. Gee, who would have thought that God would have ordained something as the great physician that's good for your body? And, and I don't want to get into tomorrow's thing, but the land was supposed to be given a rest every seven days. You're giving your body a pause from digesting food, which it needs. Most people who have diabetes have it from slamming their system with food, making their body produce insulin from morning till night. And then their cells become insulin resistant, which the medical community then treats by giving you more insulin, which is insane. Good to see you, Joel. I don't get the discouraging, and that's why I titled this some things I like to get off my chest about fasting and prayer. I've had three, for every four ministers that I've talked to about this, especially, I think people have given up on me now, but three out of the four would have discouraged me when I was younger. And you need to be careful, you know. I don't think you need to do that, all that. And then all the stupid stuff people say, you know, you can fast 100 days. It's not going to change anything about God. Yes, it doesn't change God. It changes you. God's not the issue. You're the issue. You can fast the whole year. It's not going to make one more promise in this book. I don't, what's, what's your problem? 
Anybody by a show of emoji hand have heard flipping? And I guess I'm getting ahead of it because right now no one's talking about it because it's Christmas time. But you're going to hear it. You're going to hear somebody, some Christian is going to try to discourage you in the area of fasting and prayer during these 21 days. Gabby said, how do you feel about a small church that chooses not to do a fast because of some members who, quote, can't handle it because they are babes in the Lord? I think that's why they're a small church. Why would you ever change what you do as a leader based on who can't do it? Let's shut down every gym in the United States because not everyone's able to work out. Everyone doesn't have to fast. People 70 and over are exempt. Children are exempt. Pregnant and nursing mothers are exempt. But I'd like to know who can't fast. I can't fast. I have to take medication. No, it's, it's a good choice. How's the medication working for you? Have you gone on less medication or more since you've started taking it? People are, are slaves to the pharmaceutical companies. It's not just the... They were before all that stuff ever happened. And you would, let me just tell you this on day one of dealing with this stuff. You would be better off not telling anybody you're fasting. Don't, don't cast your pearls before swine. Yeah, there's people in church that can't fast. I'm not, you, what am I going to do? You think I'm taking a show of hands or making people FaceTime me all day? You're not eating, right? Get on a scale. People are free to do whatever they want. But you, you don't, should I not have daily prayer for one hour because not everybody can make it? Some people have to work. That's a good line, Brooke. All right, let's deal with other things that you're going to hear. You're going to hear this stuff. You're going to hear people take shots at fasting. You know what's interesting is, is the churches that won't fast, but they know everybody's consecrating themselves to the Lord to start the year, so they call 21 days of prayer. You're supposed to pray every day. You're not supposed to fast. It doesn't make any sense to call 21 days of prayer. What, then day 22? Oh, glad I don't have to talk to God anymore. Shanette said, in May 2016, my family and I did 30 days of prayer and fasting. Afterward, I was healed of lupus. If you do it right, it helps you. And again, all I'm calling for is 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. And if you can't go 12 hours without food, I have questions. That's a good point, Eileen. If you've ever had medical procedures, you fasted and you were fine. I, 
I won't say who, but someone I was close to. They would never fast. I can't do it. And then their doctor needed to do a surgery and they couldn't eat anything for 36 hours. When the doctor told them don't eat anything for 36 hours, it wasn't question. They didn't let anything touch their mouth for 36 hours. Michaela said, what kind of coffee is allowed? I use I used almond creamer. I don't want this broadcast to take a turn, but I would encourage every person that's watching me, don't use creamer. Hey, Stephanie, can I get a list, take your time, like the ingredients list of creamer for coffee? Please don't use that. It's just full of cars. It's all fake. It's fake milk. Why take something pure like coffee and fill it full of garbage? You can have milk. Whole milk. Thank you, Eileen. She said I switched to half and half. That's good. Um... The other thing you're going to hear knocked is that fasting is not food. How many of you find the fast that's right for you? Boy, no country, there's no country like America for altering the Bible to make it fit a food-addicted society. The fattest nation on earth by far. How many know you don't have to fast food? Maybe you should. You're enormous. You don't walk, you waddle. You don't own any pants that don't have an elastic waistband. Try fasting. It's getting to the point where everybody in this country looks like a nose tackle for the Green Bay Packers. Maybe fast food. Fifty percent of the people who are in the hospital are in the hospital due to things that could be changed by their diet. It's the one sin you never hear preached on is gluttony. And while I'm on the subject, you also have the other end of the spectrum. And I'm not knocking fat people. I was born skinny. Most people, if they ate like me, they'd, they'd have been 350 pounds when they were in their 30s. I, I, I'm fortunate. And skinny is not healthy. You can be skinny and unhealthy. Uh, Chuck said, what's the number of people committed to fasting in person so far? As of last night, it was 1,443. I was believing for 1,000. Kenny, who's my friend, said, hey, I'm a big guy, and Jonathan can tell you the change in me. I lost a bunch of weight already from the side benefit of fasting. Oh, we just broke 1,500. 1,501 as of right now. And the Bible talks about people whose God is their stomach. Now, let me deal with the other side. Now that I've, knocked, now that I've been knocking fatties, let's go to the other end of the spectrum. You also have a lot of people... I would say your average fat person is more willing to fast than your average gym and fitness person because you spend all year building muscle, getting hashtag gains, 
and then 21 days, sadly, you, you wish your body fed, it a, fed on your belly fat. It doesn't. It feeds on muscle first. So your arms get skinny, your legs get skinny, and you still have a bit of a stomach. It's, it's annoying. And you set all that back. And a lot of people that go to the gym aren't willing to do that. So their body is their God. Their, their looks are their God. Are their God. All right, let's deal with this. Then I'll take some questions. Boy, the time's going quick for me anyway. How many know fasting doesn't have to be food? How many of you, by show of emoji hands, have heard words to the effect of fasting doesn't have to be food? It can be electronics. It can be television. It can be video games. Again, just for the record, the word fasting in the Bible, write it down. T-S-O-M, which literally means to close the mouth and abstain from food. Let me see what the uh, Greek word is. It means to cover the mouth. And in the Greek, N-E-S-T-E-I-A, nestia, sounds like a sugar substitute, N-E-S-T-E-I-A, which means no food in the Greek. T-S-O-M in Hebrew, nestia in the Greek, which means no food. To cover the mouth in Hebrew, no food in Greek. We're so close to 500. Share the link for the broadcast, if you would, on social media, if you can do it real quick. Let's see if we can pop it to, we're at 493. I'd love to break 500. I'd be, I'd be even happier than I already am. You can give up other things spiritually. You could, you could like if I said, I'm not going to, like me, if I said, I'm, I'm not going to play any video games today, and the time that I would normally play video games, I'm going to pray, which, by the way, I'm not doing. I'm going to play video games. I'm having fun these two weeks, and then I'm getting down to business when the new year starts. Um, that would be a sacrifice, and that would be good. It would be good for you to say, I'm going to take the time that I normally watch Netflix tonight and I'm going to pray for two hours. That's, that's really great. Very great. There's no sarcastic comment coming. Sounds like I'm setting it up and then I'm going to say. But it's not fasting. It's a sacrifice, but it's not fasting. Hey, Brad, good to see you. If you want to join, if you want to be one of the headed towards 2,000 people that are joining us, 
There it is. Aaron said, the same way you resist the desire to eat, it's the same flesh, so it helps you resist the desire to sin. That's true. Oh, we hit it. Broke 500. Awesome. Thanks for sharing, everybody. I really love you. Charles, Charles Tomarello, I really enjoy you on Twitter. Glad you come to church. Bill said, I jumped in late. When are you starting this fast? January 2nd to the 22nd. Pastor Stan in Louisiana, my friend. Good to see you. Boy, you'd think if you put this title up, you would have less people. But pe people, there's something in people's spirits to know, to know to consecrate the beginning of a new year to the Lord. So all I'm doing is going to give some clarity to what you're already feeling. All right. On the subject of creamer for coffee, let's see the ingredients. Water, sugar, vegetable oil, which seed oils are the worst thing. You know butter's good. You know fat's good. You know beef's good. And all this stuff, all this crap that they've substituted for, it's why everybody's getting sicker. What else? A milk derivative, natural and artificial flavor, mono and diglycerides, whatever the H that is, dipotassium phosphate, whatever the H that is, cellulose gel, whatever the H that is, cellulose gum, no thank you, carrot oh isn't that carrageenan bad what tell me about it stephanie what do you know about it it's a it, it's a carcinogen you said yeah it's a cancer causer why would you why would you put that in your coffee instead of actual milk from a cow Yeah. Why? Why would you put sugar? You know, it's like... Anyway. In one long-term study, animals were fed a concentration. <laughs> they began to develop colitis and tumors in six to 12 weeks. Yeah, no, it's good. Why have milk when you can have uh, something that was sucked out of red seaweed? Chronic illness. Further research indicates that this food additive causes the gut to become irritated and inflamed, creating holes in the lining of the gut, aka leaky gut syndrome. When food gets caught in these holes, it wreaks havoc on the digestive system, leading to chronic illness. Yeah, go, go milk. Whole milk. I used to do half and half, but I started to blow up like a Mississippi tick. I was getting a little, I was looking like I was in my second trimester, so I switched to whole milk. Anyway, we're not, that's enough of that. Thanks, Stephanie. Fasting, just write this down. Bible fasting is fasting food.
No, black coffee's fine, Veronica. That's good if you can do that. Maybe I'll, I'll leave it there. These are um, two books that I would encourage you to have. I'm going to send them to everybody who sows a seed of any size into our ministry. If you want to do a year-end big splash the pot from your business. This is the 21-Day Fast Field Guide by my cousin Teddy. 21-Day uh, Fasting Devotional. And then, what's the second book he has? A Complete Guide to Biblical Fasting. Master the Habit that Provokes God's Favor. Maybe, uh, and uh, Pastor Bob Rogers wrote the foreword. I might have my cousin, I haven't asked him yet, but if he can do it, I'm going to ask him uh, if he wants to come on and we can just sound off on this stuff together because he's dealt with all the same stuff. Scroll up. Holy moly, that's the longest comment I've ever seen in my life. Hey, Thomas, next time you do a, a comment, can you do it in chapter and verse? The Apostle Paul was less wordy than you. You can block that guy. Anybody that, I'm telling you right now, anybody that writes a comment that long on social media has a mental problem. Did you write a rough draft on the wall of your uh, mental and psychiatric ward hospital room? <laughs> Holy moly, look at that thing. Yeah, you, you, can, uh, you can block him. Jeez. It's like he bought so much meth that they gave him a free laptop. And we don't do Daniel fast. We do six to six. People think more about food on the Daniel fast than they do when they're not eating or when they're eating regularly. They cook special meals. You can eat. If you, see, if you go by the rules of the Daniel fast, if people did a true Daniel fast, I'd leave them alone. But people end up, like Kofi, when he was at Bible school, a guy had a bag of Tostitos chips and a two-liter bottle of uh, unsweetened iced tea and would just walk around eating the Tostitos chips. And I would rather people just get rid of the food for half a day. And it's in Judges 20, 26, which we'll get into. Um, I think that's all I'm going to deal with today because we have three new days. So there's Teddy's two books. Uh, that's my thank you gift for sowing a seed into revival today. So let me give you a chance to do that. A complete guide to biblical fasting, master the habit that provokes God's favor. That's a great book. Teddy said he can join us this week. They flashed me on the screen, so that's great. Maybe we'll do tomorrow with Teddy. And then the 21-day fast field guide. That's a nice gift, and, and hopefully we can get it to you in time for um, what is, a week and a half. We'll see what we can do to have it right at the beginning. Tori said it's easier to just go without eating anything because of insulin spikes. I got to tell you, um, what are your thoughts on having sex during fasting? 
Paul dealt with that specifically. He said, if you and your wife both agree, it's fine, but come back together quickly. So you shouldn't, we're fasting food. You can have sex. I would encourage you if you're married to have sex. And if you decide not to, both parties have to agree, according to the Apostle Paul. Anyway, what I was going to say before we started talking about sex was uh, I have more energy on fast than when, when, I don't, when I'm eating. Because it, when I eat, I, I feel like sleeping. And when I don't eat, I have energy the whole day. It's weird. And I'm actually going to take a day and tell you what I specifically take in. To make it manageable. I've been doing this long enough now that I have like a routine I get into. Coffee in the morning. And then in the afternoon I'll have a soup broth. And um, and then water and stuff during the day. Another coffee at night, Whatever. Alex said 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. is basically intermittent fasting, inter intermediate fasting, intermittent fasting. But let me tell you something. As easy as it sounds to do 6 to 6, it is something. As anyone who's ever tried intermittent fasting knows, you know, you know what? I'm going to start an intermittent fast. I'm going to, I'm going to just, um, my, I'm not going to eat anything before 4 p.m. Yeah, and then 1 p.m. rolls around. You're like, you know what? Maybe we'll shorten it by three hours. It's, it, it is something. They did it in Judges 20, 26, and the Lord gave them the victory. Karina said, would it have to be a personal fast to believe God for something? Clarity, answers, etc., or could it also be during a church-wide fast? No. You can do it all at the same time. You should be believing for things for the body of Christ worldwide, for the church, and for you. It's 21 days. You can cover the whole thing. It, that's right, Shanae. It is a sacrifice. That's why you're not going to hear me. I'm not going to break at 6 p.m. I'm the leader. Leaders should do more. But you're not going to hear me make jokes or, you know, I, I'm giving you something that you can do, but is a sacrifice. It's a sacrifice, but it's doable. If I told everybody, listen, no one eat anything for 21 days, people would agree with me. They would want to do that, but they can't do it. They've never done it. And then prayer as well. <laughs> I see you, Elise. And I would say, before I take your call, let me give you the chance to give, to get the books. And going way up over. Uh... Elias said, how do you avoid binging after 6 p.m.? You can only eat so much. So, you're welcome to eat after six. Don't go nuts and, and hurt yourself, but it's six to six. After six, you can eat. Here's the ways to give. Easiest way, go to revivaltoday.com and click give now, just like it says on the left side of your screen. 
Hashtag donate on Facebook, which I'm about done with Facebook. I don't, I don't even personally post anything on there anymore. They so limit me. I mean, today I have 78 people watching, which is pathetic, but not as pathetic as normal. They knocked me down to 19 people, 20 people. I have 91,000 followers on there, and I haven't bought any of them or run, you know. Because, well, people aren't really on Facebook anymore. Bullcrap. Because we used to have tons of people. <laughs> anyway, I'm done with Facebook. Um, but if you're on Facebook, hashtag donate. Text RT to 50155. Cash app, dollar sign, RT give. Venmo, at RT give. PayPal, revivaltoday.com slash PayPal. If you'd like to do crypto. Charles said 80 is a lot for Facebook. Yeah, now, we used to have, you know, Facebook used to be what YouTube was, and YouTube was what Facebook. Our, our YouTube, we'd, we would flip out if we ever broke 100. And Facebook would be the one, as soon as we would put... The intro up, we'd be over 100 on Facebook immediately. Me too, Carol. Crypto? Wow, I like these new graphics. Very nice. Then if you want to mail it, if you want to mail a large check before the end of the year, Revival Today, P.O. Box 7, Prosperity, Pennsylvania, 15329. And here's the two books I'm going to send to everyone who gives today, a seed of any size. The 21-Day Fast Field Guide by my cousin, Ted Shuttlesworth Jr., which is a companion book to <coughs> A Complete Guide to Biblical Fasting, Master the Habit that Provokes God's Favor. That would be nice to have for the fast. Now, if you haven't registered, we have just over 1,500 people as of right now that are joining us for 21 days of prayer and fasting. So you register, rtcregister.com. I'd love to have every state represented in the United States. So like today, Monday through Friday, I'll be online, 1030. Sunday service at 10 a.m. So Saturday, we're off. And then prayer and Breakthrough service, noon and 7 at 107 Patton Drive, Monday through Friday. I would encourage you to not just be, so like if you're registering, I would encourage you to not just be a part of the fasting online. I understand not everybody can come for all 21 days. I would encourage you to be here for at least three. Pick three and get up here and be in the live meetings. I do remember you, Carol, from Iowa. You're a great lady. <coughs> wow. Interesting, John. All right, let's, um, let's take a, a couple of questions, then I'm out of here.
412-206-6274. Questions on fasting and prayer. Remember, you got to turn your volume on your uh, laptop or TV down when you call because it's on a delay. Awesome, Anna. Questions on fasting and prayer. 412-206-6274. Your name and where you're calling from. To Nambre. Your name and where you're calling from. My name is Don Perez. I'm calling from Medford, Oregon. Medford, Oregon. Nice to hear from you. Go ahead. Hey, thank you. Yes, I got so many people. We're going into fasting in our church, and so many people say I'm on medication. And, they, and the people that eat horrible, especially go, I need my protein. And there's just so many excuses. And I don't know to counteract them with Bible verses or just pray for them or what to do. You know, it's, it's an epidemic. That's a great question. I, um, here's what I would do as someone who has been pastoring for 11 and a half whole months. The same way, how do you deal with people who don't tithe? How do you deal with people who don't fast? Scolding people doesn't get anything done. The way I heard a minister tell me this about offerings one time. He said, never emphasize the seed. If you make the harvest, check this. If you make the harvest attractive enough, the seed sowing is automatic. And that's a principle that goes all through scripture or all through especially ministry. Don't bash people for not winning souls. Tell people the benefits for soul winning that are in the Bible and they'll want to win souls. Tell people about the open window of heaven for those in the tithe and the offering, and they'll want to tithe and give offering. Tell people about the benefits of fasting and prayer, and they will want to fast and pray. Some won't, just like some don't tithe, some don't win souls, some aren't interested in anything. But uh, if, you make, if you make the harvest attractive enough, the reward. God is a rewarder. Emphasize the rewards of fasting and prayer. I'll tell you what I would do if I was you. I would preach. If you're trying to get people to fast and pray with you at your church and you're hitting resistance, I would preach four benefits, four supernatural benefits of fasting and prayer. And when people hear this, the reward that there is for fasting and praying, they'll want to do it. Four one two two zero six six two seven four. Great question, by the way. Your name and where you're calling from. I'm Antonio Chavarria from Bakersfield, California. Ah, nice to hear from you. I've never been to Bakersfield, so how'd you find out about me? Online. How long ago? Like a month ago. Well, I'm glad you found me, man. How how can I help you out? Uh, deliverance for uh. Demon attacked me at night, you know, uh, my, in my dreams. Uh, it's just awful, you know, it's crazy dreams that I've been having. Tell, tell, me your, tell me your first name again. Antonio Chavarria. 
I'll pray for you right now. Lift both hands in your house or wherever you are. In the name of Jesus, I break this attack off of your life, Antonio. In the name of Jesus, I command this attack to cease. I loose the angels of the Lord to protect you wherever you go and in your home and at night. Thank you for peaceful, restful sleep like Peter had the night before he was going to get executed where nothing troubles you. In Jesus' name. I command you to be free. Be free. In Jesus' name. Amen. I love you, brother. Love you too. Thanks for calling in. Stay with me. I'll tell you what to do. You want me to give you something to do that the devil will leave you alone in your house? Keep, yeah. keep my messages playing on a laptop or a speaker in your room when you go to sleep. And you... Those two things can't occupy the same space. If I'm talking, the devil won't come in there. Awesome. Okay, brother. Love you. Thank you. Love you. Love you too. All right, you can take the phone number down. Seems like everybody's questions are answered, so. I'll be back on tomorrow, hopefully with my cousin. I'll be back on the day after that. I'll be back on the day after that. We're going to talk about fasting and prayer. And... uh, I loved spending some time with you. Not to sound like Mr. Rogers, but I did. Really enjoyed being with you. So same time tomorrow. If you would, help me get the message out. And let's see, let's see how many people we can get in on this with us. It'll have a major effect in uh, the United States and in whatever nation you're watching. The more people fasting and praying to start the year, the better. Look at all God did this last year. Pretty awesome. Hey, this is Jonathan Shuttlesworth. I want to thank you for listening to my podcast, or if you're listening to my wife's, thank you on her behalf. If you want to be more than just a casual listener and stand with us as we take the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ to our generation, go to RevivalToday.com and click Give Now and be a part of the 1,000 monthly partners that we're believing for. I have a special gift that I'll send to you today, and I'll say thank you in advance. Until next time, thanks for listening. See you later.